Hello and welcome to the American Landscape Podcast. Sorry about that. My name is Greg. I'm your host. And with us is Mike, the sometimes tag-along help. Whatever. (laughs) Web guy. (laughs) Moderator of the podcast, if you will. The only consistent job I have. Yeah, really. And (laughs) Richard, the cameraman, sometimes line producer, sometimes regular producer. He can't figure out which one, and I like to call him line producer. So we're... yeah, we are going to be talking about season one, episode six, Southwest Arizona, Castle Dome City and Museum. This is kind of an extension of episode five, which was also, uh, well, it wasn't also in Yuma. It was in Yuma. This one is not in Yuma. It's about an hour, hour and 20 well, minutes it's, north. It's close enough. It's in the middle of the Yuma Proving Ground. So. True. It's like halfway, almost halfway between Quartzsite and Yuma yeah. on whichever highway 19 or something like that we went on. 95. But, but this again was another location that you spearheaded and talked me into going. And in the end, I was very happy we went here. So why don't you tell us how you found it and uh, who you connected with and, and all that. Well, it was, we were talking about different places around Yuma when we were trying to figure out things to do out that way. And uh, I was looking around, and I knew there was some mining out there, and I was looking for old ghost towns, and suddenly this one popped up. And it's not just an uh, uh, old ghost town. This is a, a uh, town that the, the mine that kept this town alive lasted for over 100 years, right up into the 1970s when they finally closed the mine down. So it has everything from the 1860s up to the 1970s, different remnants, and they have it all kind of like a, how do they say it with uh, Bodhi? It's in a rested state of decay where it's, you know, it's not going to get any worse, but they're not, you know, they're kind of preserving it as it is. And, you know, ended up. Well, they're, uh, yeah, they're not even preserving it. They're basically, they're letting it decay in place you know they'll, right. they'll shore they're, something up but they're not gonna you know like if a, if a board falls they're not gonna replace the board you know right but on an added step they still have the mine available and they reset the mine to be able to give tours down into the mine and it's well we'll get more into the uh, journey into the mine but it's not just your simple little you know, walk through the little, you know, walk 100 yards into the mine, turn around, walk out. This was an actual real trek going into this place. Yeah, this this is not a Calico. And nothing against Calico and what Walter Knott did to get Calico back on the map as a tourist destination or anything. But this is much different. And I think I said at the end of the podcast, it's probably the best mine ghost town combination I've seen so far. And I've been to... Uh, quite a few of them it really is pretty spectacular overall so it is literally out in the middle of nowhere uh, well we, what ahead. i was going to say it's in the middle of the yuma proving ground so you have the military out there working and you go off of highway 95 several miles on this dirt road and all along there's signs do not go off the road live ordinance do not go off the road live ordinance all the way out there yeah, and how did that differ from the middle of nowhere? I mean, <laughs> I know we did pass, and we stopped and took pictures that they've got these big artillery pieces at one of the entrances to uh, the military base, and they're pretty impressive. Um, but because we were we were asking our host, you know, whether or not we could 
fly our drone and he, he chuckled a little bit um there were some reasons they would have suggested not to, and he pointed us towards some balloons that they have out there. The military puts up. Um, There's a lot of good reasons just to keep the the drone in its case, yeah, and not take it out. But any, you know, beyond that, uh, if you're driving down this highway from let's say Quartzsite to Yuma or Yuma to Quartzsite, you would say you're out in the middle of nowhere. Once you pass those proving grounds, there's nothing to be seen, but the vistas itself, the the American landscape is the only thing to be seen. It is in the middle. No, nice. we pulled off the you know, we, we pulled off the road, and eventually the the asphalt gave away to a fairly rough dirt road. So if you're driving, you know, lowered pickup or lowered, you know, Supra. I'm not sure I'd recommend driving this road. It's it's going to kick up a lot of stuff. And if you're dragging those big mufflers, you know, on a lowered car, don't go out here. But your, you know, your Prius, if it'll get that far on your, your charge uh, or your yeah. Tesla, you know, you can get out there. Uh, it's But it is going to be rough. It's going to kick up a lot. And you want to think about that depending, you know, how you might pamper your car. Uh, yeah, and that's, there, that's- that is a good point, if, especially if you're using an electric car or something like that. Um, like Greg said, it is almost midway between Yuma and Quartzsite, and there's literally nothing, not even a place to b- grab a bottle of soda, except for uh, Castle Dome City. They sell sodas there, but there's no gas, there's no electric outlets, there's no nothing. So you better you need to make sure that you are ready to be able to get out there and get back on one tank or one charge. Yeah, so you know, I think we've kind of covered our method of transportation again. Where when Richard's uh, uh, gas guzzling armada, tried uh, and true, it's well, still a good yeah, workhorse. The tank is big enough to get us most places. Uh, we were based out of Yuma because our you know our previous location had been in the Yuma Territorial Prison, uh, so we got up early uh, to get out there. Um, there were no side trips, and because really there's. There's nothing to go see. There's nothing out there to do a side trip. Oh, we uh, we did the side trip to take the picture at the guns. What, what about <laughs> the the General Motors proving ground? That's the, the other tri- direction, I think. Yeah, that's not out by where we're at. Wait, I mean, you could you could look at a map. It's right off of ninety five. Now, what might be north of where we were then? Castle Dome. I okay, I don't even remember that. You you look it I, up. And I let never me saw know. anything on that. No. Castle Dome no. Landing is on the river. Right. And you put, okay, Castle Dome Landing is way okay, away. Okay, so I see the Castle Dome Mine Museum on the map here through the through the proving ground. South of that, between Yuma and where you're going, is the General Motors Desert Proving Ground with their big that old would, tracks. And you know, I I never saw that. Now you talk about going sideways on a on a podcast here. Now you're totally you're totally you know ruining our I'm, I'm sorry, uh, knowledge look, of where we're going. I'm just you looking know? at the map and trying to trace where you're at, and then I see that and it. Squirreled my eyes over there. <laughs> Man, you've you've just blown this one out of the all right, water. So, okay. All right, so all Castle right. Dome I'm sorry. <laughs> In the middle of the uh, proving ground. Grounds, yeah. Well, I, I, now I'm curious because now you've got well, I'm looking at it here. Yeah, I see the General Motors Desert Proving Ground out there. You know, there's no signage there. I didn't see anything out there that pointed to that thing. A new place to go check out someday. Yeah. It's Definitely, funny. It's funny you make mention of of charging because aerial photo of the Castle Dome Mine Museum. There's solar panels everywhere. 
Oh no, this guy, this guy. Oh, we'll get into that. Okay. Remind me of that. So um, again, where, where? Okay, since we're already sidetracked, I see you, uh, Yuma Proving Ground. I see the Castle Dome Museum. Where is the uh, the desert uh, thing south, now? South. Zoom in a bit. He's south of Yuma Proving Ground, right off ninety five. If you look at oh, Google Maps. Oh, I right see there. that. Yeah, that you know, you would not have known it was out there. If there's a sign, it's small. Uh, well, it's not a place the public would probably go to. Uh, interesting. That, yeah. Didn't know it was there. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I was on the other side of the road, so I wouldn't really have been looking over there. But Except on the return trip. Uh, that's true, and I wasn't looking there either. All right, so let's get back to our agenda oh, for the show. <laughs> you you totally uh, snowballed me on this one. All right, um, so we talked about the routes. There were really no side trips. Uh, equipment used, again, we're, we're now into our Panasonic uh, DVX200 mixed with some iPhones and uh, potentially maybe the, uh, yeah, the Canon 5D got pulled out on this one also. The new AVX mics, we again we now used we're a little bit of everything. We used uh, yeah. iPhone, we used the Samsung phones, everything on this one. Yeah, I might have used. No, I don't. You okay? You might have used them. I didn't use any of the footage off the Samsungs. Um, and we used the uh, the Xilite this time. My new Xilite. I like that that thing. Uh, so that's the pretty much the equipment i think it was all handheld or uh, easy rig again no no tripods necessary here uh, i you know this one when we met the uh, the owner and his name was richard remind me his name is mr alan armstrong alan armstrong quite a character i you know and, and this just tends to happen it, we mentioned this with the um, the bigfoot museum seeing to start off a little tepid, you know, wasn't really sure, you know, you're trying to, uh, you know, feel out your, your, your host. Uh, they don't know you, you don't know them. They may or may not have looked at any previous videos. We showed them about what our work is like. Um, but it didn't take long for this guy to really get in the groove. I mean, not only did he dress the part, uh, double breasted, like Western shirt, cowboy hat. Um, and he loves this place. You know, he, you could tell he not only loved it, he had a lot of knowledge about it. He fell right into the interview very well, so well that it was hard to kind of, again, get him to stop and start so the camera could get in the right place. Um, those are really lots of long stories. Yeah, a lot of long stories. The only problems really, we really ran into, and I found it more in editing, is uh, because I forget sometimes where the camera is. Uh, unless I see it out of the corner of my, my eye, I'm so involved in talking to the guest, I'm not really sure where it's at after we get started. And something maybe I need to become more aware of because when I go to edit sometimes and I'm upset that I don't have this shot or that shot, but it's something I'm working on because it's really tough because I'm like – I'm listening. I'm trying to watch. I say wow a lot. Um, so I'm trying to find some other words to use instead of wow. But I noticed I went and watched some old Huel Hausers, and he said wow a lot too. Probably so maybe I'm not, I'm not in bad company. But um, well, you know, actually, I got, I got golly or Jiminy yeah, Crickets. It, it, or, they, they really are wow <laughs> moments when – when. Oh, sometimes, um, yeah, they are. He talked about silver. Literally, they didn't have – though they did dig down. 
when they first found this, when the Spaniards found it before this, this country was not even formed yet. When the Spaniards were here imprisoning the Indians and they found this, this silver, Enslaving it's, on, the Indians down it's right. on top of the ground. It's been pushed up. Um, and that's what Castle Dome's named after these two like flat, uh, I forgot what he called them. Well, they're, they're, they're volcanic pushed. domes. They're similar yes. to what you see at uh, Devil's Tower. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Though, I'm sorry, the Devil's Tower is a petrified tree stump <laughs> when the giants were on the land. Uh, but <laughs> that's, um, that's a pretty big tree stump. Is, isn't it, though? But, well, hey, giants would have big trees. Otherwise, there'd be twigs next to them, right? No, just kidding. <laughs> Uh, that's a that's a bucket list place. I got to get there one of these days. Uh, so, anyways, I we got a little sidetracked here. Uh, um, yeah, he had great great detailed stories. A lot of places to move around. We did do some walking and talking on this one, and then we were also <laughs> so they what they've done is some of the buildings <laughs> were dragged in. They they were told I think by the Department of the Interior or whoever it was, Department of Defense or the. Yeah, it might have been a few different ones. I don't remember the defense, but it might have been. Basically, you can go salvage and get pull some of this stuff in because I forgot. There was like two or three miles of buildings originally in this town, gridded. I mean, it's, it was sophisticated setup. So some of the stuff they dragged in. and what, So it's maybe not sitting in its, in its original location, but they've made this yeah. nice little enclosed city of all these different types of buildings, hotels, churches. Um, bank, all these different stuff. So some yeah. stuff is sitting where it was, some is not. Um, and then they have some different sections where, okay, so this is the 1800s. You take this walking tour over there, that's 1970. And you see like, you know, a trailer, some old cars. So, so they got all these different eras. In there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you, you take a really long walk or get in your car and drive down to a whole nother section. It's a graveyard down there some more buildings so that's just and the, also the uh some of the original pits that alan was saying oh, that were the uh, spanish were originally just digging pits to pull the silver out originally. yeah you really you kind of watch got to watch where you're going most of them are bob wired off some of them have little signs because there's a story to a particular pit like this one lady had her uh set up right here so she had a they knew the name they they had some information so you got to kind of be careful of that because some of these go hundreds of feet straight down. Uh, so if you get your kids, keep your hands on them. Don't let them running around. Um, so there's that is the main part of the the Castle Dome uh, Museum city. That's yeah. one. That's one emission price. And then and there's gonna... a sec second emission price to go down into the fluorescent mine, which is there's a whole other story to how this entrance is it so there's two things you can do you can do a combo or you can do just one or the other one or the other yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's there's a there's a variety of things to do here uh so i let's kind of see so we talked about how we filmed did we well i was going to say real quick in yeah. its heyday in the 1890s and 1900 uh what alan was telling us was yuma or excuse me castle dome city was one of the largest cities in the territory, even larger than Yuma was during that period. So yeah, they, he it, did say it, it was spanned yeah. several miles across. He said, "Yeah, it, well, yeah." I, he told me it's right in the beginning. It's like two miles long, I believe. It was you know the okay. district. It had more. Yeah, it was larger than Yuma at the time, 
And they also they built the world's largest wagons, kind of like the borax wagons, but bigger. Even bigger, yeah. That had to carry the ore all the way over to what Mike mentioned when he got a sidetracked earlier to the Castle Dome landing. On the river. On the river. So think about, you look at that map, Mike. You yeah, a, that's a pun. horse team dragging, basically, as the crow can fly, straight over to that uh, those docks to get them on riverboats to go yeah. down to the Sea of Cortez, I believe it is. Then, yeah. Then get on, I think, another boat that goes around Baja, California, and then up to San Francisco. And then they also had them going up to Colorado River, you know, to feed it uh, north uh, that way also. So they had a lot going on. But they were trying to take that ore, I believe, to the smelter in San Francisco that this one place almost kept going all by itself because they had so much ore. And he says, still, there's ore everywhere, but there's no smelters left in the United States. Which I I was blown away by. I'm like, seriously, no more you know smelters. Plus we had you know World War One, World War Two. I mean World War Two they made it illegal to own precious metals. You couldn't mine for it. Um, basically, you know the government did a uh, you know how yeah. do you say transfer of uh, wealth by taking all this gold from you. And putting it in Fort Knox at the time, but that's a whole nother story. And so there's, that's there's a couple stories that I got on that one, but I want to wait until we get into the mine before because they pertain to the mine itself there. Oh, okay. So uh problems we encounter, yeah. Well we're not really getting into we'll get to that. I guess it's not a lot of um well we'll do that under suggestions for locations, I guess. Um we didn't really encounter a lot of problems. I did encounter a little bit in editing that as much coverage, Richard got a lot, a lot of B-roll coverage. But a lot of coverage of things I guess we didn't talk about. So I was looking for coverage of a few things, like this world's largest uh, wagon. There was a photo of it, and he points to it. I, I didn't take a picture of it either. So, you know, partly my fault. When we when we have the third person, they can sometimes take notes of, you know, these are highlight. Oh, the guy talked about this, that we need to go back, get B-roll that, B-roll that, B-roll that. Sometimes we missed it. Uh, but overall, the show, I think, edited up real good. It came in like 20, 25 minutes. Uh, so I don't know. We didn't really, we didn't have any mic problems because we're using the new Sennheiser mics and transmitter receivers. We, we uh, the uh, PA was working with us real easy that day, so he was able to grab lights and grab batteries. Yeah, so yeah, we he, he was doing a little better that day. So that that was a hit. That was a good thing. Um, when we went down into the other mine, I, I I guess you could say problems encountered. There wasn't much light down there, so you know, yeah, there, there was there was some problems in in, in a way. Um, I don't know that. Well, every show we're still learning stuff. The dance of where the camera. And the host or guests are. That's that's. I don't think that's a hundred percent ever going to be solved. It's, it's like you know, I work in architecture. There's no such thing as a perfect set of plans. Uh, there's always something better you can do. So I don't. I don't know if we yeah. uh, have ever got to totally fix that. Um, the people we met again. This is what I like about these kind of places. Literally, salt of the earth people. I mean, we talked about the archaeologist historian at Yuma Territorial Prison. And very smart, lovely lady, but this is the other type of person, you know, literally salt of the earth. This guy's living off the land. You, Mike, you said something about the solar collectors and all that. Yeah. They're totally off the grid. And we, I talked to him a little bit about 
the solar power and I saw those and I'm like, they're enormous. I mean, you should see the, 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 the mounts and the, the footings and the, for these solar panels. And I mentioned them. Commercial about, things. Yeah, I'm like, I've got solar in my house. Oh, he says, Oh, you probably got, you know, he r- rattled off X kilowatts. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Sure. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I got, <laughs> I got 21 panels. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, he talked like they didn't leave there much. You know, they occasionally go do some shopping, but I mean, they are totally off the grid there, but it's a really cool, cool place. And, um, uh, again, he passed this off, so we're gonna we're gonna eventually when we're filming meet Kent. Did I get Kent. it right? Yes, okay. you got it right. So, him and his wife. His wife was working the counter as we first came in, and Kent was doing some painting. I'm thinking, okay, this this guy's you know just some help doing painting. We also does tours. So, he uh, I learned about this years ago, my, my first time to the media creator. There are people retirees usually who own a motorhome that will go, let's say to castle dome city and either get paid to work for a season or in lieu of paying rent to the, uh, uh, the, the, um, stall he's taken in the mobile home park for power and all that. He works, you know, it's like a, a bargain and trade thing. Then maybe in six months he might go, to Idaho and work. And, there, and there's there's actually a network for jobs like this. And that's what Kent was doing there. Him and his wife had their big motor home. There, there's a little motor home park there that you that has hookups and all that. Uh, and again, these they're like salt-of-the-earth people. Uh, these And I don't know no any other way to right? describe not, it. Not pretentious people, yeah. No, not at all. And they, you know, like and they're uh, happy to share everything that they have out there. They're, they're. Oh yeah, they're they're not yeah. holding anything back. They're you know telling you don't do this or yes do that because there's a I guess there is a a state or national park there where people go out and hike. He says you know people have died just you know two miles away from here because in the summer you have to schedule an appointment. I think weekends only. And I said, why are you really busy? He says, no, it's so hot. Even you know young yeah. people have died out here because they don't hydrate or they, they don't take water. That. They get yeah. lost and you will roast very quickly. Uh, so yeah. So interesting um, stuff. So, so, you know, so Armstrong, uh, he passed this off to Kent to go down into the really was I was looking forward to is this, uh, it's, you know, glow in the dark mind. It's, it's, uh, the phosphorescence and the, the minerals before we got there though, there were, there was a couple more buildings to see. There was like this, uh, what would you call it? Uh, bunkhouse. There was a casino, uh, a bar, uh, all kinds of other little things to see that if you didn't take the fluorescent mind tour, you wouldn't have seen. It's not part yeah. of the other tour. And we get in this great off-road vehicle. What? What? Like a mule? You know? Yeah, we uh, we uh, Gator. I think it was one of the Yamaha yeah, Gator. Yeah, like mule. I think most people will know what the mules yeah. are. You know, four-wheel off-road vehicle. And he's just flying down these roads. It was great. And which, we, which that we, in itself, because he took us in that. But usually, when they have the tours that go, they have a bus. That takes them out there. They they also have the bus. Yeah, I think it depends on and, how many people are going out right. there. Right. And when you go into the mine, they have one of those big 
mining tractors that you know you sit well, sideways. I, I, I haven't got there yet, Richard. I was working towards that. Well, I was get. I wanted to get to that part. There. Well, you jumped yeah, ahead. Okay, part. we're trying to keep these down to like yeah. you know thirty minutes, right? Right, right, right. Well, you jumped ahead. Well, the, I thought we were done with the with the with the bunkhouse and the casino. We're ready to go into the hole. So the only reason that we can really go down into this mine, now if anybody's been to Calico, you know, you can supposedly go to see the glory hole, which looks nothing like the one at Knott's Berry Farm. Um, you, we, we go down, I think, um, horizontally we're going down 100 feet, but we're driving in, I want to say it was like 700 feet, five to 700 feet, if I remember the... The horizontal distance versus the vertical distance. It but was at a really had, steep angle. Yeah, well, I think, like I said, we were only going down 100, not that far, yeah. considering how deep the mine is, but we were going way into it. But the only reason we could do this in this giant mine-type vehicle Richard was describing is because there had been, at one time, some scam investors that were raising money and getting money from banks and investors saying, look, we can open this mine up. They they opened up this great hole into the side of the mine so you didn't have to go down vertically and then like disappeared with the money that that's kind of the <laughs> they, were, they, they were trying to do like a producers they were going to they already knew the mine had played out blah blah and they were going to get all this scam investment only to find out they still got silver down there so it kind of blew up on them yeah but so but it, uh so the guy that owns the place he went in and paved a lot of this so i mean you can uh, it's accessible. When I say accessible, I, I'm thinking in the terms of architecture. ADA, you can go down there. You know, they they can take the wheelchair down there. They can push you around. It, it's relatively smooth, like uh, stamped concrete. It's it's actually pretty nice once you get down there. Uh, so that's pretty cool. And then so there's some things to see. Like there's a smuggler's hideout where the uh, desperados and people run from the law were coming down vertically into these mine shafts to live that they had all this stuff where you know lanterns cooking material uh, all this really cool stuff and then they also had a portable potty that i guessed correctly what it was when they asked me and there's a whole story about yanking your chain that goes along with this thing it's, it's yeah. a great little story but what and i was then, gonna say on the when we were going down into the tunnel it's a fairly steep i would say about at least a good 40 45 degree incline going in uh, there think you're overestimating but anyway I think it's shallower yeah. than that but anyways yeah so usually they have this big tractor thing that you sit on it's regular mining thing since it was just us kent took us down in in the mule and we go racing down this thing as fast as this thing goes going down into this tunnel which was yeah. kind of fun it in was itself. kind of breakneck i mean it really it was very cool i don't think everybody's gonna get to experience that uh, no, they don't get to experience that part, but that was kind of fun. Yeah, but the ultimate highlight—excuse <laughs> me—highlight here is the fluorescent part. So there is a point where we have to put hard hats on uh, for safety reasons, and well, that was the entire time. Uh, oh, that's right, we did have the hard hats on the the, we had the whole time. UV, UV right, goggles the, on the goggles. Uh, so you had to stop, take the hat off, put the goggles on, and go back in. Turned all the lights on to kind of warm up the uh, the phosphorescence. And then you enjoy the show. That was probably the hardest thing to film. And in fact, the iPhone videos and stills 
probably were used more than that DVX 200. It just doesn't have the aperture to open up to. And we didn't. We probably could have cranked up the ISO, but at a certain point, you know, you, you get a lot of digital effects or uh, artifacts with that, and, and it's not what I what I like to see. But really cool. You know, we could go back to did we encounter some problems here? Yeah, we weren't really thinking about like getting the guy in front of me, talking to him. There was just a lot of like chatter. Um, you might want to say we kind of lost our minds down there uh, on how the show was done because after we had done a bunch of kind of interviewing in the other part of the mind, once we got to the fluorescent, we're like, it's kind of goo goo gaga. Yeah, it was like, you know, oh chin gosh. drop going, wow, you're drooling what? a little bit, going, oh my God. And I what? asked the guy, I said, how long do people get to stay down here? As long as they want. Yeah. And it's a um, big ticket to go down there. Um, but. One of the things that Kent mentioned that is in most mines you find, you know, a handful of minerals, three, four, or five minerals that will put off different colors. He said at this point they've already counted 15 or 16 in the mine that are doing this. So you get all these different colors. And, it, and you know, you've seen them at uh, – I think they have a display at Calico where they have black light showing a couple rocks that glow on this. This entire cavern is just glowing all over the place, and you can see all this. It looks like we even made the joke that it looks like something that Disneyland came in here and painted it like this because this can't be like this naturally. Yeah, it, it's I can't overwhelming is not the right word. It's just spectacular. That's a good yeah. One. Um, never seen really anything like it. Not sure if I will ever see anything like it again. I mean, it it's very cool. It's well worth the extra price, and like I say, it is. It is pricey to go down to that one. I think it was, was it sixty five bucks? I think sixty five um, or seventy, right there. Yeah. But well, it, it, go down into if, the mine, right? right. But if you do that, visiting the yeah, ghost if, town. Yeah, if you do that, it includes the Castle Dome City tour, or you know, okay, walking bit, tour yeah. also. Um, but you were that one's only like I think I don't know what seventeen dollars. It's relatively yeah. inexpensive, but if you pay the sixty five. You get both plus the little uh, other things I talked to you, you know, the bunkhouse. They, they had a place where, you know, stagecoaches stop uh, and they could eat, you know, that kind of uh, thing. So, oh, and the the, the mortician or uh, undertaker. undertaker was also out there. So there's a lot, you know, there's a lot extra out there. Um, so this place is, it's got a plethora of things to do. But you really got to be prepared because... It will take a while. This this is a place you'll spend. I would say you get two or three hours or more yeah. uh, if you really want to, you know, soak it all in. It's out in the middle of nowhere. It can be hot as hell at certain times of year. So you know, this one, there's some planning before yeah. you, you go out here. And I would I would strongly recommend uh, if you're going out there, grab grab a lunch that you can take with you out there because if they got some snacks. But they don't have anything, you know. If you want a sandwich or something like that, you're going to. It's you're not going to see anything until you get back into town, whichever town you're going back to. Yeah, 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 definitely. That's a really good tip. And make sure you, you, your gas. I mean, most cars go a pretty good distance these days, but you know, Top don't go off. out. Don't go out there on a quarter of a tank. You know, because yeah. you're out. You're way out there. And yeah. and lots of water. Lots of water. Yeah. Yeah, even even during so the winter, because people forget, you know, it might not be so hot, but it's still, still dry. extremely dry there. And yeah, when you get mines, it's even that much drier. Yeah, that's what caught me in basic training. You know, I, I was in Texas and Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's, and 
they were like, stay hydrated. I'm like, stay hydrated. It's like, you know, it's not hot. It's it's cool, but yeah, it please stay hydrated. It it's uh, yeah, but definitely it, well worth the trip. Well worth the trip, and um, I, I would go back. I, I'd go see this place again. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to going back there again with today. a stop at the GM Proving Grounds on the way. If you can, I don't if know. If you can, that's the public. question. I, I, you know, again, I didn't see any signage out there, so I'm kind of uh, wondering if one of those if type you, of things. If you check be... the chat window, you would see the sign that Greg would have seen out of his window if he was well, not looking down. Yeah, I might have been posting uh, Instagram photos. Uh, <laughs> who knows on the way back? Uh, <coughs> sorry, I, I'm not checking our chat window because I'm talking. Yeah, well, but, you'll uh, see when we're done. I'll, I'll check it later. So I can't. Th- I think we threw in there the you know the uh, additional tidbits and the suggestions for everything. So I'd say it's about time to say we'll see you out there on the American landscape, and you know stay tuned for our next show coming up soon.